0: Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Byatt Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Oh, yeah. It is old Matt Mosley, and it's time for another eventful day in uh, the world of radio. And uh, appreciate everybody. Some of our friends at the Breakers were flying home today. I was reaching out to people. Stephen Jones. uh, Actually, Mike McCarthy talked uh, via virtual. And, of course, Aaron, I I guess these are all, like, beat writers out there. I talked to the Cowboys earlier today. You'll be happy to know. And I said, hey, did anybody, like, are y'all posting any of this anywhere? And they're like, unfortunately, no. Like, I I, (laughs) can you imagine, Aaron, you send the – I know not everybody thinks about radio like we do, but you send the the uh the writers for like Cowboys dot com out there and, and none of the I mean Steven talked, Jerry <laughs> talked, Mike McCarthy talked. Okay, he had to do his virtual cause they didn't let him they didn't <laughs> they let, him, let go him go to the resort. Yeah, he had to stay behind. But I mean think about all that. You got all this interesting audio and uh and I'm like, hey um, to the cowboys i'm like did, did anybody like record any of this and he's like unfortunately no uh,
2: that was totally on purpose yeah i mm-hmm. thought i was crazy because i couldn't find it and yeah. i looked everywhere i'm like
1: yeah no i still blame you i, th- I, th- I <laughs> yeah, think yeah right i think we should find it in the cloud somewhere but you know i hate to see News newspaper writers and on um, beat writers are old school, and I say, I can say that because I was kind of one of them for a long time. A lot of times they still use those old they don't, now most of them have moved to their phones. Sometimes people stay with those old in fact, I found mine recently or maybe my wife did. but like an old digital type recorder, not like a tape recorder, but the old there was something that we used as reporters before our phones would record everything. And some of them still use those. But I I think the Cowboys don't want that audio out there, which kind of now makes me want to play it more. Aaron, and of course, um, our buddy from the Morning News who we had on yesterday, Michael Gelkin from the Breakers, I mean, I think he would send it to us. I mean, I I think um, Clarence E. Hill... Uh, from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, I mean, I I don't see any. I mean, surely he would send it over to us. The problem I don't, I just don't want to get anybody in trouble, because we would then be the only ones, Aaron, with Jerry audio, McCarthy audio. Now it's not the end of the world. Our audience will forgive us if we don't, if they don't get to hear from Mike McCarthy or Jerry, but the more the Cowboys don't want to let us listen to this the more I want to all right that's the old reporter in me now yesterday got really interesting I did not talk about this on the air because quite honestly we had a uh, a guy on yesterday and Aaron he felt really uncomfortable with all those paternity questions about Jerry not really my questions for him he just said hey he didn't want to get into that like any of his writing and all that kind of stuff but I, what I didn't realize when we were on the air yesterday is I hadn't had time to digest all these news stories that had come out. And, of course, Dan, Don Venata from ESPN is the one who broke the voyeurism story where the, um, the PR guy was in the women's the cheerleading locker room taking surreptitious uh, pictures of the women changing, or he's accused of doing that. He has claimed that he did not. Aaron, there was a story yesterday that, that included, like, extortion attempts. They, they are now acting like the, the woman going after Jerry in this paternity lawsuit that it's a shakedown. And the more you read about all this, and again, I try to stay away from the TMZ, Inquirer elements of all this, but it does involve the Dallas Cowboys owner. And the Dallas Cowboys, I mean and, and so it's a story. I'm sorry. And people are like Mosley, don't get into all that. Leave that alone. Well it's it's I yesterday I realized when we got off the air that there was some pretty interesting stuff out there. And uh Jerry and his attorneys are claiming that there are extortion attempts and that he basically was told, Hey, cut a deal here or we're gonna go public with this. There also seems to be somebody from The inside, they're calling from inside the house, Aaron. There also seems to be somebody in Jerry's camp, or the former member of Jerry's camp. Now, what was interesting to me is (laughs) the the story in ESPN, they finally just came out yesterday and and said who was tipping them off on this story about Rich Dalrymple and all this, and that it was this Former HR executive, I think his name was Vincent Thompson. Now, people say, well, who is that? I, and I had to do the same thing, even though I used to cover the Cowboys for many years. I I was like, wait, I don't really know Vincent Thompson. Started kind of looking at it. I, if I have the right person, it's somebody that played in the league for a couple of years for the Detroit Lions and then took over for... Uh, Robert Newhouse. Robert Newhouse sadly passed away several years ago. He was a great friend, great man, and he headed up all the Cowboys um, Alumni Association, getting everybody together. Well, the more research I've done today, I think this is what this guy did, Vincent Thompson. Well, years ago, 2013, 14, whenever it was, he stopped working for the Cowboys. But even within not that long ago, he's done deals with the Cowboys like at the new place he went to work. So obviously he left on decent terms, you would think. But the ESPN story now identifies this guy publicly as their source. They would not do that unless that source gave them permission. All right, you can't, you got to protect your sources. You can't be just throwing it out there to the wind like this. And in this lawsuit that, that uh, ESPN got its hands on, they are now accusing uh, folks of trying to extort the family and extort Jerry Jones. And, and, and this could impact a supposed deal that he had done to pay out this 25 year old alleged daughter that he had by a woman, not his wife that uh, alleged to have trust payments. Aaron, if we could only be so lucky, do you think we could claim that Jerry's? No, no. We're very, we were very happy with the dads we ended up with, Aaron, so we're not going to claim that Jerry's our dad. But this, this, was, this was set up as a trust at age 24, 26, 28 for Jerry to make payments to this woman who apparently claims to be his biological daughter. All right, I this thing has gotten really, really ugly and apparently they they wanted to cut a deal. And Jerry and them said no deal. No deal. And, and and now some of this stuff is becoming public. They don't want it to become public, but it has, and attorneys on both sides are accusing both you know each other of acting in poor faith. Now Aaron, can you imagine being one of the five beat riders that was assigned to go out to the Breakers there in gorgeous West Palm Beach, Florida, and you get to be the one to ask Jerry, Hey, Jerry, about this paternity suit. Now, what is this daughter that no one knew about? Um, could we ask you about that? Jerry's answer to that was, that's personal. That's personal. So he, he did not want to talk about that, and I don't really blame him. I don't I don't totally blame him for that what are you gonna say Aaron?
2: well i mean it it is, but it's a news story i mean i look, don't talk about it, but don't say that it's personal. It's a legal matter now do you understand it's a it's a kind of a fine distinction, but it just irks me a little bit.
1: oh, you mean Jerry saying hey it's personal yeah, well yeah. no it's, yeah, yeah it's, it, it, once it, it's
2: covered by e s p n and all the other outlets look just say you know I, you can say it's personal and i can't discuss it because it's there's legal matters involved but yeah. to just dismiss it as something personal and you shouldn't ask about it is is i think ridiculous because it's part of their job and it's it's a news story as much as as much as he doesn't like it and frankly you know i mean it it feels kind of yucky <laughs> when we talk about it if that makes sense but uh-huh. still it is a news story
1: okay now there's a there's a story, Aaron, that will not be yucky to you. All right, you'll be okay with this one. This is breaking news on the uh, on the uh, Baylor front, and they have made some staff announcements. Trying, boy, there's been a lot out there today. Oh, here we go, here we go. Okay, well the the first one I want to say is congrats to Coach Brooks and Coach Jacus. Both have been elevated to associate head coach. All right. This is, uh, people say, well, does it take two people to, to, uh, to take the place of Jerome Tang? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's done it for like 18 years. That's okay. But Jakus is, is unbelievable. Coach Brooks is a great dude. Really, uh, love both these guys. And then, um, uh, so that announcement went out there. And so that's very, very exciting. And then, of course, uh, they're welcoming back. So basically, a spot was missing from the staff. Now, you can move people around the staff, but you were you needed to add a new person to the staff. Well, that person's going to be Tweedy Carter, the great one, Director of Player Development. And uh, John Morris had him on earlier today. Aaron, we might save that for tomorrow, because uh, John just had him on. But I do want to hear from Tweedy. He's one of the Really, one of my favorite players ever in the history of Baylor, and was a great leader and a huge part of turning the program around. Let's welcome back the great Tweety Carter. All right, and also Jared Nunes is the, uh, he's been elevated to assistant coach. So you're like, well, what does that mean? Well, so basically, with Jerome leaving, you have your, you know, you only have so many sort of. Kind of front line assistant roles, guys that are allowed to be out there recruiting and all of that. So Jared Nunes gets promoted to an assistant coach's role, and then of course John Jacobs and and Alvin Brooks the third get elevated, get promoted to associate head coach. They'll both, in a sense, replace Jerome Tang, and then the 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 roster spot, so to speak, uh, among the Baylor men is taken by Tweety Carter. All right. Aaron, any questions? Does that all make sense to you? If you've got any questions, uh, uh, text us on the uh, CNC Collision text line, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. 662 But this is the way it's going to go down. Um, does not surprise me. Had been hearing whispers um, uh, that, that maybe they would go this route. With um with Coach Brooks and uh, Coach Jakus, Coach Jakus, uh, uh much like uh, Coach Tang, a tremendous friend of this program, but um, uh, but you know, John, Aaron, I gotta be honest, he he stonewalled us. He would not release the big news, and uh, because you know he can't, he's got to be smart about this, and I understand it. Uh, even though I always want the scoop <laughs> but uh great for john Jacobs. feels so great about him and uh love john coming on with us and then he is uh he's just become a tremendous friend as well as jerome and scott and uh these are all good moves these are very very positive dealings and um aaron are you that uh, of all these moves i think i can't imagine that you wouldn't be pleased when all these and, I, and a reminder jared nunes uh who is the the new he 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 becomes an assistant coach and he gets moved up from the sort of the ops development uh gig that he had. Uh and he was doing a lot of this already. Okay, this is not going to be like foreign to him. It's just it's a better title and hopefully more pay for him. I, I won't ask him his salary. It's a private organ it's a private institution. We will not be getting the salaries of all these people. Although Aaron John Jake is seen in a new vehicle on the Baylor camp. I'm kidding. I made that up. But but that would be <laughs> that'd be funny if Jake is just suddenly suddenly in some kind of new you know Rolls uh, running around uh, Rolls Royce or something around campus. Not really his style. John will be driving whatever it is. John has been driving. But congratulations to everybody involved. And uh, it was fun to see all that rolled out. Uh, David K. In the midst of uh, helping facilitate a pro day tomorrow, with huge amount of scouts showing up on campus, and he announces today all these moves. So one of the busiest men in show business, David K, the uh, kind of the head SID for of all the SIDs, but um, he's got a another title like senior associate at. Um, ad or something but anyway he's in charge of a lot of this football basketball all those good things all right here's what we're going to do we've got uh lots to discuss but uh the newest baylor's men's assistant uh jared nunes will be uh nunes will be joining us
3: next This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy, windy, and warm this evening with showers and thunderstorms likely overnight. I think our window will be between 2 and 5 a.m. Some of these thunderstorms may produce some strong winds, lows dropping to around 60 degrees, and then clearing skies tomorrow should see lots of sunshine in the afternoon. It'll be windy with a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: Recently on Game Time from CBSSports.com, J-Haw, j, j. Raja.
1: You know, obviously they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, but it's more than anything else, I mean, they've got
5: lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading
1: tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point.
4: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
7: John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, Or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com.
8: Call Alan Samuels House of Travel for your next all-inclusive vacation. As the world's leading all-inclusive company, Sandals is the best in luxury Caribbean all-inclusive vacation for couples. Let them send you on the destination of your dreams to Jamaica, Bahamas, Antigua, or one of Sandals' other luxury resorts. Let Alan Samuels House of Travel help you book your next Sandals vacation. Alan Samuels House of Travel is a full-service travel agency located in the heart of Central Texas that has been locally owned and operated for over 45 years. Visit them at houseoftravelwaco.com.
4: Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
9: Sell your home in five days. The Brokerage House guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information visit 5days that's 5days
2: com. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at Two five four seven zero nine two one zero one or ubeo.com.
4: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Warren White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The women's NCAA Final Four is set. UConn beat North Carolina State in double overtime 91 to 87 and Louisville beat Michigan 62 to 50. That sets up Louisville and South Carolina and UConn and Stanford in the Final Four on Friday. Dallas Mavericks will host the LA Lakers tonight. LeBron James and Anthony Davis will not play for the Lakers. Baylor softball at home tonight at Gutterman Stadium. Incarnate Word, the opponent, at 6 o'clock. And you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball back on the diamond tonight at Baylor Ballpark hosting UTA. First pitch at 630, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB beats volleyball today in Belton with Abilene Christian, and UMHB baseball at home today versus Southwestern. First pitch at 6 o'clock.
4: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh yeah, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we're waiting. We're going to hear from the newest assistant at Baylor, and earlier in the day, Tweedy Carter was scheduled to join John Morris and uh, Aaron Sexton and Tweedy, one of the great players in Baylor history, or the great leaders, and maybe the first. McDonald's All American. Now they have a lot of McDonald's All Americans, but Boy Tweety, that was a breakthrough back in the day. And uh, Scott let everybody know about it. Scott Drew, and uh, that was really big time. Uh, so we uh, we and we are waiting right now to hopefully hear from Baylor's newest assistant coach, Jared Nunes, and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm just saying right now. Uh, Aaron, I'm telling our, our, uh, our SID what is going, uh, no, oh, I wasn't saying what well, I was going to say. We were waiting for, oh, wait, um, oh, here we go. Yes. We're waiting for Jared. Okay, cool. Um, all right. That's good. We will uh, try to get him on. Now, Aaron, as you're, uh, looking at the phones there, could ring at any minute from, uh, Baylor's newest assistant, anything, and and you, if you need to take the call real quick, you just let me know. But uh, anything, uh, what was uh, what was Tweedy sounding like? Was there excitement? I mean, it, Tweedy. For people that don't remember, he came out of uh, he came out of Louisiana, started a great relationship with uh, players out of Louisiana that uh, that has gone really for the last ten years or so. Jared Butler being one, Lesterius Dunn being another. Uh, it. Um, it, it just the the players over the years that have come out of Louisiana have been incredible for the Bears. and they just had a they just had a great run of players from uh, the New Orleans and then uh, Monroe area. and they, and quite honestly, they just uh, it's been about over about a 10 year period and they've they've been great. And uh, Bears know how to recruit that area. and for whatever reason, they just seem to fit in beautifully. At Baylor, and uh, and well, we'll always remember Tweedy, and that'll be fun because Tweedy will be back on campus, and uh, he'll go into a player development role. So what happened is one of the uh, one of those spots needed to be filled with Jerome Tang gone, and so they've restructured, and much like kind of what we were hearing uh, or what we were kind of anticipating. Coach Brooks and Coach Jacobs end up with the associate head coach role, so kind of a they kind of combined for Jerome's uh, role, what he had over the years. Jerome Tang, who's now at Kansas State, and then uh, Jared Nunes, who is uh, hopefully about to join us, will be uh, will be entering this uh, this new phase of uh, being the assistant coach. And you go, well, wait, I thought they had a bunch of assistant coaches. Well, they have a lot of people in a lot of different roles. There are only so many coaches that can go out on the road and recruit and do all those kinds of things. Um, and uh, but, but like even before this latest promotion, uh, Jared had a tremendous role, played a big role in getting Kendall Brown to Baylor. Uh, just at a, you know, Kendall Brown came from – Sunrise Christian, one of those schools in the Wichita, Kansas area, and uh, maybe the same place uh, Jordan Ka- Jordan Turner came from. But it's uh, it's a it's become a very well known um, school that has great athleticism and I think great academics as well. But we've kind of come to know it for some of the great basketball players they have, and obviously producing Kendall Brown, who may or may not stay, and we shall see. We'd love for him to stay. But uh, at the current time, who knows? Because on the latest ringer list, Aaron and I were talking about this uh, um, that uh, the, the it looked like Kendall Brown, I think, showed up at number 19 on the list, and Jeremy Sohan showed up at number 10 on the list. They flip flopped during the season, partially because Sohan started to get a more prominent role and. He is, at this point, probably a little bit more MBA ready in the sense that, from a defensive standpoint, from a physical standpoint, he's, tools-wise, he's a little ahead of Kendall, but Kendall has everything. Kindle has a huge, uh, has a very, very high ceiling. He was getting more and more comfortable as the year went on with his shooting, uh, athleticism through the roof. In fact, if you want to talk about some of the great athletes that the Bears have had over the years... I mean, if you want to compare athleticism, I could go back way back to uh, Andre Branch, kind of my time at Baylor, and then uh, as the as it unfolded over the years, people like Terry Black, um, you know, there's been some tremendous athletes uh, over the years, but I none of them really have much over Kendall. Kendall just uh, uh, brings just elite athleticism. So, Aaron, I'm. I'm hoping it could be my fault here. I did not, because of typical Mosley phone issues with my we, me being away from the house without a charger and the phone running out of juice. I did not exactly uh, get back to uh, Baylor's uh, 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 communications are uh, in in a in quick fashion. So I, uh, I I would only have myself to blame. But hopefully we'll get Jared. As the day unfolds, also later in the program, we might do a little bit of uh, Steve Rodriguez because I'm very intrigued by what's going on with Baylor baseball right now. I think they're fine. There's been some grumbling. That's fine. I mean, if people are grumbling about softball, baseball, it means people care. So I never get too caught up in that. I grumble sometimes. But I think Steve's going to be fine. Now, Aaron, there's a game coming up next week. Let's see, Friday. I'm trying to think what night this falls on. Maybe a Tuesday. Aaron, it's probably on your schedule. You're probably running the game, so you would know better than I would. I think it's April 4th, and and we'll see if that falls on a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. But the good news is Baylor's coming. Uh, they're going to Dallas Baptist to play. And I really love, I've got some great friends who are part of that Dallas Baptist program, the AD, and uh, and one of their big development guys over there, Ryan Hefton, is a, is a great friend of mine. And he's a Baylor guy. Uh, I'm going to be at that game, and I'm going to be, and uh, Aaron, I'm planning to do the show, just so you know, from the uh, beautiful Dallas Baptist, the DBU Stadium, and I'm sure there's a special name for that. I'll, I'll, I'll learn it by the time I do that show, but Aaron, I'll do, uh, I'm going to do the show from DBU that day, and then I'll be in position to cover the Bears. And the Patriots, the DBU Patriots, who came very close to making the World Series last year. They've come extremely close. They've made the, um, you know, there's the first NCAA tournament. What do we call the next one, Aaron? The sub-regionals or whatever. They They've made that a couple of times. DBU's been very, very good over the years. But they've never made the World Series. They keep knocking on the door, though. And they came within one game of it this past year great opportunity for the bears by the way a midway a midweek game against a recognized sort of national power in dallas baptist and i think that's going to be really good for the uh for the baylor baseball team okay and um oh Aaron, i've got a number i'm going to share with you all right and uh and this is going to be um this will this will allow us to get a hold of uh of our man jared all right if i can pull this off on the fly here uh aaron and uh, i'm sending you as we speak the number for the this is the number we need to call to to hook up with baylor's newest basketball assistant and uh, i just sent it to you aaron so let's let's give our man a call um and uh why don't we while while we were thinking about this why don't we do it aaron and then we'll we may have to you know do some campus confidential in the five o'clock hour. We'll we'll adjust on the fly. But uh really looking forward to talking to Jared. Again, the the breaking news with Baylor today is um John Jacobs and Albert uh, and Alvin Brooks the third go to associate head coach. Jared Nunes gets promoted to assistant coach and um and and so then we uh that that opens a spot for Tweedy Carter to return to the Baylor program. Tweedy's been around, uh, loves being around the campus and the team. Oh, we got him. Okay, good, good. Jared Nunes uh, is uh, uh, a man that's uh, been around for a while, and boy, does he know the Drew family. In fact, he can't get away from the Drew family. He was with them at Valpo. Now he's with them at Baylor. And the news coming out today that Jared is – promoted to a full-time assistant he's already been a full-time assistant it's just sort of a terminology thing but jared congratulations i i would say this allows you to do uh all sorts of stuff but you already do pretty much everything so i don't know how much will change but any promotion is a fun promotion so uh congratulations sir
10: thank you i appreciate it it's uh it's been an exciting time the last few weeks um obviously with uh with 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 coach Tang leaving um it was sad and I, I had a chance to work with him. Uh I've been here for 12 years so I had to work uh every every year I was here I had a chance to work with him and and uh learn from him and he's one of my one of my mentors so it was sad to see him go but um you know with some of the recent developments it's really been an exciting time around here.
1: Well, it's uh this is this is very exciting and we're all excited for Jerome. Yeah, I hated to see him leave. Uh, but what's funny is you know most times you want to coach if they get a new job be very excited for them probably not trying to play them all the time and now of course you guys get to play jerome twice a year and he's it's just funny to, to see him using all the the uh, kansas state slogans now wearing purple but that's the way it goes that's the way it goes in your business jared we hope we get to hang on to you and the green and gold uh for uh for quite some time let us know though i'm I'm excited to kind of find out what what will this uh in some of the staff changes what will this sort of add to your responsibilities you are already uh in fact uh a lot of people uh uh what you did with kendall brown is well known uh you had a huge part in his recruitment so it's not like um you know you'll, you're you're you were already recruiting what does this allow you to do more of this new role?
10: Well, I mean, the first thing it does is it allows me to do something that I've, you know, that I love doing, and that's being on the floor 100% coaching. Um, so I'm being able to do more on-the-floor stuff with our guys, individual workouts, um, fully in charge of scouting reports, um, doing more stuff on the floor uh, as opposed to off the floor, where a lot of my, my job was focused on. And also on-the-road recruiting. Um, I did a lot of my recruiting just from, you know, a lot of basically phone um, through text messages, FaceTime. So this gives me an opportunity uh, to go on the road and, and, and see guys more when I, I'm evaluating and do more in-home visits and get a chance to do more Face-to-Face time.
1: Although you guys kind of owned it during COVID, I'm thinking about some of these uh, recent dra- these uh, recruiting classes. Um, you know, y'all you 'all did not uh I was joking with Mac Rhodes that he was going to re- uh, cut the recruiting budget to get on the road because y'all were killing it during the uh, the covid
10: <laughs> yeah you know it was a, it was a very unique situation for for everybody not just us but other programs and you know usually you have guys on campus and you have an opportunity to, to meet their families and have them spend time with the guys so we're really fortunate that we had some you know pre-existing relationships before and we were able to uh, be, you know, further down the line uh, when COVID hit. That we were able to, to lean on those relationships, and it actually uh, there's one positive that came out of that outside the winning of winning the national championship is we we got to have some pretty good players come to campus.
1: Yeah, tremendous players. Uh, hoping uh, they're they're so good they're being wooed right now by the NBA. So Jared, I guess it's a good problem to have. Uh, take me back to your time at Valpo. You were on that Sweet Sixteen team um, with with Bryce, and, and uh, who was the first uh, Drew family member that that you remember meeting? Uh, play. I know you played for Homer. Scott was an assistant, I believe, at the time. Uh, what was your first encounter with the uh, with the Drew family?
10: So Scott was definitely the one, the one I remember the most. Because I would just remember how much energy he had, and even if you look at <laughs> twenty twenty plus years later, right? It's still the same thing, if not more. But I remember thinking, man, this guy's got a lot of energy, he's talking super fast, just uh, <laughs> really energetic. But no, so they came to my house, and I know I just when when him and uh, his father Homer came to my house and we did the in home visits. I mean, I just felt like I was connected with them right away. I know my family felt the same way. Um, and then my time at Valpo was just amazing. I mean, I got a chance to really develop so many good relationships that I still have to this day. Um, you know, Scott and I had a good relationship as a player. I mean, I was seven, eighteen years old when I met him. He was in his, you know, mid twenties. So we've known each other quite a long time. And just to see how both of us have grown, and um, just to see what an amazing coach and leader he is, and 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 friend he is, um, is one of the main reasons why I've never left and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon.
1: I was surprised Jared Nunes joining us, the newest assistant for Baylor basketball. He's been on staff for uh, quite a few years, 12 years. I thought Jerome would try to take you or one of the guys with him for sure. But it almost seems like, uh, Jared, that there's an understanding. It's like everybody's happy when a coach goes and gets another job. But, hey, you know, you can't. You see it happen in other, I see it happen in football a lot of times. Staffs get taken, like three or four guys will leave. I thought this was unique because as much as y'all love Jerome, I sense that most of you guys really wanted to stay and keep going down the path that you were on. Is that an accurate assessment of of, of how things went?
10: No, that's that's very accurate, and that's a a credit to Coach and also a credit to, to Coach Tang, and that just shows kind of their relationship and, even though Tang is, uh, you know, going to be at K state and unfortunately he's got to play us two times a year. Uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, it's, I think their relationship and the trust they have and the bond they have and the respect they have for one another, um, is a reason why, you know, he was supportive of, of us and wanted the best for us. And we wanted the best for him. And, um, you know, he's got a great staff over there at K state and, Mm -hmm. you know, we feel like, you know, we have a great staff here. So, um, the good business is, is is working it out for everybody on both sides, and I think that's what happened.
1: All right, and we got to see one of those McDonald's All Americans was in action. Boy, he was uh, he was doing really well in that three point contest. Keontae George, um, again, you had a a huge role in getting Kendall Brown to Baylor, and I know several others. Kendall just really stands out from what I've heard. Um, what, what about, um, what about Keontae? When did you first hear about him? I assume it's probably, you know, when he was still maybe in Louisville before he went out to, uh, uh, went out to Florida. Uh, to the the IMG Academy out there, what uh, what was your first uh, memories of hearing about him, and then um, and then how big of a deal was that for Baylor when when you guys landed Keontae George?
10: Yeah, so the first time um, I got a chance to to really meet and get to know Keontae was about a little over a year ago, a little uh, probably a year and a half ago, and Coach uh, Coach Brooks did an amazing job uh, with him um, with the recruitment with him and brought him to the fold and we got a chance to meet him and his family and his, and his family's just, a just, they're just great people. And, you know, he's a special player, man. Um, you know, he does everything really, really well at a high level. Um, great kid. Uh, the guys really, really like him. Um, so we're anxious to get him on campus and get him just acclimated with how we do things. Um, he's already part of the Baylor family. We're just excited to get him and our, and our rest of our guys on campus.
1: Okay. And I have to ask you this. Uh, are you rooting for UNC since they knocked y'all out? Scott used to tell me, like, when Duke beat Baylor all those years ago to go to the Final Four, that even though they were playing against his alma mater, he was rooting for, cra- like, crazy for Duke. That blew my mind because I'm a Baylor guy and I'm like, I could never root against my alma mater. But Scott's reasoning was you want the team who beat you to go all the way. Do you have similar thoughts? on uh, on UNC, and have you been able to – did did, you, did it take you a while? Were you able to watch all the action immediately, or did you almost have to unplug for a little bit after that?
10: You know, I think that's uh, me being here as long as I have, Scott's starting to wear off on me on some of these things because <laughs> now I think I'm actually rooting for North Carolina because of the same reasons you just said he said. So, uh, But, no, I, it, it's been hard for me to watch um, – the games i would say when we got home that that saturday sunday i didn't watch any of the games um but this past week i actually sat down and watched a few of them and um you know you never want to saying that you lost the champs is never a a bad thing so i wouldn't say i'm rooting for them like coach drew but you know I, i wouldn't mind seeing them winning it
1: yeah although the duke story with coach k is uh is pretty amazing. It, it it had to be a weird thing to be a part of one of the greatest comebacks, if not the greatest comeback, uh, in NCAA March Madness history. And then you know it's it's one of those bittersweet things. It was uh, I'm, I I just cannot imagine that that twenty five point erasing that deficit over the ten minutes and twenty four seconds. Uh, Jared, was that other than maybe that shot that Bryce hit, <laughs> was that about the most? Uh, uh, one of the most amazing things you've ever witnessed up close like that?
10: i tell you what, it really was. And I, I'll say this, I mean, just from a from a coaching standpoint, I don't think I was more exhausted after a game um, than that game. I just think from an emotional standpoint, just, you know, at one point figured out, feeling like, man, what is going on? I mean, we're just kind of getting it handed to us. And then <laughs> all of a sudden we start waking up and all of a sudden, you know, the tides, the, the tide starts turning and then you're just you're so close I mean I really feel like if we could have just gotten over the hump and took the lead um that ending could have been different but credit to them I mean they uh they bounced back because you know a lot of times you blow a lead like that sometimes teams don't have enough to kind of recuperate from that but uh, so you got to give them credit but I mean it was just amazing seeing our guys fight and they fought all year and even the fact that we were shorthanded they never made excuses we never made excuses and uh we just fought to the end and that that's a testament to those guys this year and and why they were able to persevere through some adversity this year.
1: All right, and when you joined the staff, I'm trying to think it might have been I'm trying to do the math if was Tweedy had Tweedy already graduated or uh or, or left Baylor, uh, was there any crossover there?
10: So Tweedy actually when I my first year was the last his senior year okay, um, so I wasn't actually on staff with him, but him and I have developed a very 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 close relationship um over the years um uh, we stay in contact, we talk very very often um our families you know know each other well so um when Scott and I you know talked obviously about this opportunity, um I know Tweedy was uh on a short list of guys who I, I felt like would be great um you know he's an amazing young man uh does a great job connecting with the players obviously had a great career um so we love him and we're excited for him and uh, i'll tell you what man he's been up here every morning before everybody bright and early i'm like tweety man how how many coffees have you had because he's just so (laughs) full of energy He's so excited to be back man and he's just he's just a, a blessing for all of us so i think baylor nation will really really love having him back
1: I think he might go down as one of the better leaders that that Baylor basketballs ever had, and you know that that team y'all just had. Jared did it maybe in a little different way, uh, maybe not quite as vocal as Tweedy was. So I mean, he was great, unbelievable leader in his own right. But I I don't know as far as an emotional follow me kind of guy i think tweedy will go down as one of the most important players in baylor history so to have him on the staff now uh is going to be so much fun and uh and these guards are gonna i mean they're going to benefit from it i mean everybody will but you know especially the guards but uh well jared i'm uh, i'm i'm very excited about this and uh now that you're on the road i know we can't discuss certain players right but uh <laughs> Let's just say I've got my eyes on uh, a player in Lake Highlands, okay? And so if, um, if you get up that direction, we could, we could, always, uh, we could always connect. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and you've already had an enormous impact at Baylor, and uh, it'll be really fun just to kind of take this next step. Are, are, uh, are Jacos, uh, Coach Jacobs and Brooks, are they acting any differently with these new titles? I just want to make sure they're not out there trying to big-time anybody.
10: Man, absolutely not. Those guys are okay. Of the Earth, Unbelievable guys, man. They <laughs> they they're the heart and soul, man. We love them. We love them both and, and and those guys are keeping us all grounded. They make sure of that. So
1: Were, were you let the you one know who, who happens. Yeah, please do. Um I, I they're, they're both pretty level-headed guys. Were you the yeah. one by the way that would tell everybody uh what to wear each game? For some reason I I feel like I overheard yeah, that one time. I had, yeah.
6: I had
10: a hand in it. I had a hand in it. The bad outfits I didn't take credit for. The good ones you you can give me the credit for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those quarter zips, those those uh those pullovers, pretty clean looks. So uh I've uh, I've been known to request some of those things and uh so far I have not received any but I'm I'm holding out hope now that uh now that you have we this uh, yeah, yeah. I uh I appreciate it. Jared, great visiting with you. Very excited for you. Uh and this is the staff is gonna be uh it's going to continue to be great. We'll miss Jerome, but uh, you guys, it's uh, so fun that, that all you guys have stayed and uh, uh, the, the loyalty that you all have for Scott and in the in the university is very, very impressive and just know we appreciate it.
10: Thank you so much. Sikkim Bears.
1: There you go. Uh, Jared with the big Sikkim Bears on his way out. Jared Nunes, um, who is the, uh, the new assistant coach for the Bears. And when he says that, you've seen Jared down there on the floor during timeouts, all of that, and a lot of those players, uh, or a lot of those coaches, but this this now gets him more on the floor, all the workouts, and gets him on the road recruiting, and I promise you, you want Jared Nunes out there recruiting. That'll help uh, the Baylor program uh, as they continue to have some of, these, uh, some of this great young talent. All right, well, that was fun. Got to catch up with uh, Coach Nunes there, and I tell you what we'll do. We'll uh, I got a few things to update you on Cowboys wise, and then we'll uh, we'll do some campus confidential in the five o'clock hour as we continue on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas game time weekdays at seven a.m. on ESPN
4: Central Texas.
11: Waco cool Tacos in Downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month, the Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and Chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delicious. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco cool Tacos in Downtown Waco.
4: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Caleo of the Caleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season.
6: Leo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
8: It's time now for
11: I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to Pick Up Outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to Pick Up
8: Outfitters? Tune in again to The The Naked Truck. truck. Brought to you by Pick Up Outfitters. 220
4: Lakehead Drive in Waco. Flinging a green and gold
8: worldwide on the web at syntexsportsfan.com. StarTex Propane has been servicing McLennan and surrounding counties since 1976. This local and family-owned business is happy to take care of all your commercial and residential propane needs, including tank service, refills, outdoor kitchens, grills, fireplace units, turkey fryers, and fish cookers. StarTex offers competitive pricing that will meet or beat their competitors. So head on over to their website, StarTexPropane.com, or stop by the Big Red Building on LaSalle Avenue and join the more than 14,000 customers in Central Texas that choose StarTex Propane for all their propane needs. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier breakroom vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their breakroom needs. Automatic Chef Canteen 6900 Imperial. Drive in Waco and online at automaticchefcanteen.com.
4: ESPN Radio Sports
8: Center. I'm Warren with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The women's NCAA Final Four is set. UConn beat North Carolina State in double overtime 91 to 87, and Louisville beat Michigan 62 50. That sets up Louisville and South Carolina, and UConn and Stanford in the Final Four on Friday. Dallas Mavericks will host the LA Lakers tonight. LeBron James and Anthony Davis will not play for the Lakers. Baylor softball at home tonight at Gutterman Stadium. Incarnate Word, the opponent, at 6 o'clock, and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball back on the Diamond tonight at Baylor Ballpark hosting UTA. First pitch at 6.30 and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB beats volleyball today in Belton with Abilene Christian and UMHB baseball at home today versus Southwestern. First pitch at 6 o'clock. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only
4: on ESPN Central Texas. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah, Matt Mosley Show rolling through a big-time, big-time uh, Tuesday afternoon. Aaron, I've just uh, received earlier today, and now I need to respond to this. I've received a ticket offer tonight. I believe, is LeBron in, t- is in Dallas? Is that what I, I, that must be why, okay, because they just said, hey, you got an extra Mavs ticket. But can I get off the air? In Central Texas here, and in, in time to make it to Mavs, like Lakers. Lakers. Yes, I don't know. Probably, I don't
2: know. Oh, I, don't know. Uh, I, I will let you know. Even though Luca is totally worth the price of admission just by itself, that LeBron and Anthony Anthony Davis will more than likely not play tonight.
1: Not they, going. Not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LeBron's got a <laughs> bum
2: ankle. And, uh, of course, Davis is still recovering. He he had yeah. a full practice, but they're thinking next game for him. So it's oh, more than likely going to be, a hopefully, a Dallas blowout.
1: LBJ, hoping to see, hoping to see the man. You never know. How many more years is he going to play? Well, he's going to stick around long enough to play with Bronny. He wants to go somewhere and play with Bronny. Now, if you're out there, you're kind of like NBA history like I do. I love reading and hearing about like the Showtime Lakers days, early magic. We're talking like, you know, after that 79 national title game versus Bird, the early years. Um, I will say this. Now, if you want accurate, uh, you know, like history, a documentary type thing, this is not for you. If you want like sort of crazy, over the top, and I and I think they're I think they're being upfront about the fact this is an HBO show and it's called Winning Time they don't want to call it Showtime because of course people can, would confuse Showtime and HBO this is an HBO Max show but it's about those early days and the reason I bring it up I, I just find it fascinating because it's like before magic was magic. It's like when Norm Nixon was still the point guard there, and they don't know that Magic's going to be Magic. And there's some thought: well, maybe they'll put him down on the block at six nine, even though obviously the guy was a, he went on to become one of the greatest, if not the greatest, point guard ever. So, I mean, you have to call him the greatest ever, don't you? At point guard, I mean, Michael is the greatest shooting guard ever. But anyway, I it, it's, it's interesting in the sense that some of the choices of who's playing who. Now, Aaron, you have all these things, HBO Max, uh, Hulu, um, uh, Netflix, you're into all this stuff. Have you watched any of this yet?
2: No, but I'm going to.
1: Okay. I will warn you, th- th- families do not watch this with your kids, even teenagers, okay? I've got a 14-year-old, and I would not... I would not let her watch this, nor would I watch it with her. Very uncomfortable type scenes, okay, because it talks about the nightlife and the f- opening scene. Um, the guy who plays Dr. Jerry Bush, the Lakers owner, is at the Hugh Hefner Playboy Mansion. Okay, this is not for the faint of heart. Okay? So you don't need to be showing this you, to your kids. If you think your 17 or 18-year-old is ready for this, okay. I, I can't tell you not to do that. but. It is, uh, it's fascinating in that it's a reminder that Pat Riley was not always Pat Riley. And again, I don't know how accurate some of this stuff is, but it's just fascinating that Pat Riley, I mean, a lot of this is true. Pat Riley was, was doing radio with Chick Hearn, the famous uh, play-by-play man for the Lakers, and he was basically begging for a job after his MBA career was over. And he was just out, like, playing volleyball on the beach and just hanging out and kind of, like, honestly didn't know what to do with his life. And he goes on to become Pat Riley, one of the most fashionable, the hair, everything we remember about Pat Riley. Well, when you get to know him in this show, you, you see the Pat Riley before all that. Before the Showtime Lakers, and you see Jerry West, and I don't think it's fair to Jerry West, but you see Jerry West, the uh, famous Laker. And again, did Jerry West have a drinking problem? Maybe. Did Jerry West have horrible depression and all that stuff? Well, yeah, that's documented. He said that himself. But they depict him as a an angry, sort of drunk Uh, It was it was it's not it's really not fair to Jerry West because Jerry West has been a great gentleman over the years and is uh, is one of the great sort of front office types of all time. Now, it's very it's very well known that he was extremely hard on himself because he thought he should have won more NBA titles and he he uh, sadly, uh, unfortunately for him. He had to play when Bill Russell was with the Celtics. And so the Celtics were winning all those world titles. And the Lakers finally won one. And part of that was, um, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, for as great as he was, he was not always known as the greatest winner. He was a little, he he was kind of selfish. And so you can imagine trying to play with him and being in that environment. But Jerry West is one of the greatest players of all time, but he had some some pretty well-documented now personal issues, and those are played up to the hilt. Now, the guy who plays Dr. Jerry Buzz is the actor who was in Step Brothers with Will Ferrell, and that's John C. Riley. Now, Aaron, he's funny in this, uh, as you might imagine. He's also good. Now, John C. Riley can act. Okay, it's not just he. He's been in some comedic roles, so that's kind of what we think about him. He's a really good actor, but this is a strange show. I kind of like it. It's also weird in the fact that some of the people sometimes talk to the camera. Um, it's the same guy who did what was the what was the movie? Aaron a few years ago about subprime mortgages and all that. That was really well done. The Big Christian, Short. Yeah. Adam McKay did the big short. Well, he also did this. He directed in in and I think, well, it's based off the books or the book by Jeff Perlman that he wrote about the Showtime Lakers. So, it's um it's it's not it it's there's some smut as you would say, as we as good Baptists would say, there's some smut involved in this, but also highly entertaining in a lot of ways and well acted. Some really good acting that's done in this. Uh, and in fact, in in and uh, in, in the third installment, I finally got to meet uh, the guy playing uh, Pat Riley, which is uh, Oscar award-winning actor Adrian Brody plays. Pat Riley, which is funny. You, I don't think we would have thought about uh, Adrian Brody in that role, but that's uh, that's who plays him. All right, there's some movie talk for you. The Oscars, I don't think we got into that, Aaron. The slap, the open face slap heard around the world as uh, Will Smith took the stage to slap the snot out of Chris Rock. I, In my personal opinion, uh, Will Smith looks way, way worse in this thing than Chris Rock. I don't even think Chris Rock meant anything. And he's a comedian. My goodness. Let's not let's not go up in front of all of America and slap somebody. I, I don't know. That is my personal take. I did I thought Will Smith was absolutely in the wrong. But um, all right, next we'll do some campus confidential, the latest on college hoops college football we'll do it all next from the alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram studios
4: this is krzi waco k222 dc waco k265 dv temple espn central texas
6: my house says in
8: weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for 8 consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at universalwindowscentraltexas.com and don't forget to check out their great google and Angie List reviews i
6: love my windows
4: they've
6: got that brand new home effect universal windows direct
7: did you know the average american pays over 500
5: a month for their car payment What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco.
7: Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA.
4: My
0: money, my future, my credit union.
9: Genco!
4: Tom, Ward, and Garrett. Weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else.
7: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. When it comes to filling out your brackets, look for a winning team. The Baylor Online MBA is ranked number eight in the nation by Poets and Quants. Advance your career to the next round. Check out all of Baylor's MBA programs the online MBA from anywhere, the full time MBA for early career, or the executive MBA meeting one weekend a month in Dallas at Baylor.edu/slash MBA. welcome back
0: to the matt mosley show the presenting sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank also sponsored by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram ascension providence barnett contracting baylor line foundation marine land boating center myatt fuels Schmoltz's sandwich shop the baylor club and ubo business services and now here's matt mosley
4: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: What is Matt Mosley? Good to be with you this afternoon. Weather's just not quite as gorgeous as it has been. We can't we can't just get it every single day, but uh, that's okay. We can work with it. We can work with and around. A little, little, uh, muggy, little muggy today, a little hazy, but uh, we'll fight through it. It is time. We usually do this at 440. It's become a uh, favorite, a fan favorite. Uh, All our fan surveys that we do. Aaron, do we do surveys? Yes, we do extensive surveys. People really like the 440 Campus. Confidential, but we had a guest today at at the last minute, and we were very happy about that. The new Baylor uh, men's assistant, Jared Nunes. He's been on staff for a while, but he's been promoted now. So great to... uh, Great to have him on earlier. So we've moved Campus Confidential into the 5 o'clock hour. All right? And that's, uh, that's why you're hearing this now. Aaron, what do you have for us today?
2: The number one quarterback in the class of 2023 will take a recruiting visit to Alabama in April, making it his third official trip to Tuscaloosa for 247 Sports. Arch Manning, the nephew of both uh, Peyton and Eli Manning and grandson of Archie Manning, it's going to take his third trip to Alabama. He would be the fourth person in his family to play in an SEC school if he chose Alabama. He has narrowed his list down to uh, four schools, including Alabama, Texas, Old Miss. And uh, reports were that he was leaning toward Texas. I don't know if the fact uh, that Quinn Ewers went there had any effect on his decision or would or will, but... Uh, This is his third trip to Alabama, and that is more than he's taken to any other school. And now people are thinking that he's going to go play for Nick Saban.
1: They say he would really love like two years in the Big 12 just to kind of see how – (laughs) just get his feet wet. You know, wants to play Baylor a little bit, wants to play K-State, Texas Tech. But, uh, well, Arch – I, I, now, I'm, I I think, Aaron, every time from now on we introduce an Arch Manning story, I think we ought to at least give his dad a mention too, all right? Let's give Cooper, let's give dad, father Cooper, the one Manning family member that did not play in the NFL, let's give Cooper a mention. though. No, he is the father of Arch, uh, but, uh, boy, amazing stuff. And we did find out recently that that $8 million recruit for 2023 was not Arch Manning, and I'm glad because the Mannings have a lot of money. Okay, and we don't really. And again, I don't know how much Cooper has, but I think Cooper's doing fine. So eight million for Arch seemed a bit much. That eight million went to uh, a young man that's going to Tennessee, and I can't think of the guy's name now, Aaron. But I would have I to think, look it up. Yeah, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a Polynesian name. In fact, uh, we had a we had a go at it recently, but uh, that youngster is going to make somewhere in the neighborhoods if he finishes his time at Tennessee and gives him at least three years, he will have made eight million dollars on an NIL deal. Aaron, is this why is this what they intended for NIL? Just to, I don't just believe kid? so. <laughs> okay, I don't All believe
2: right. they intended for multi million dollar slush funds like yeah. Tennessee and certain other unnamed schools in the state of Texas that are. Just down the street from Baylor, that I won't name, I uh, have.
1: Well, I love a good slush fund. I think SMU I'm should alleged
2: to have. Excuse me.
1: They should take away the death penalty, even though it like killed the program for like twenty five years. I think they should go back now and retroactively take away the death penalty and just act like it never happened. Okay? Because my gosh, now it's just open. SMU was just early to the party. I was about. To say, I mean, com- compared to this stuff. SMU was doing nothing. So I, um, I I think retroactively I'd like to take the death penalty away from SMU.
2: Every, everyone thought that SMU and then uh, Jackie Sherrill at A&M were cheaters. They were just ahead of their time.
1: That's oh, yeah. Ahead of the curve. <laughs> and uh, and I, I appreciate that about them.
2: Oklahoma's football coach Mike Gundy got a nice raise. A million-dollar-per-season increase along with an annual retention bonus of a million over the next five seasons. It was approved by the OSU Board of Regents in a meeting on Friday. Gundy, who has a perpetual five-year contract at Oklahoma State, will now make $7.5 million a year. Whoa, whoa. Yes, he is up there with the top paid coaches in the country. He is 149-69 and 69 in his 17 years at Oklahoma State, including 16 straight bowl appearances and 7-10 win seasons since 2010, trailing only Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney in that period. The Cowboys came up inches short of a possible CFB playoff losing to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. They rebounded to beat number five Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. And I only mentioned the last part where I could mention Baylor beating them in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, good for Gundy. Had a good run there. Maybe mix in a Big 12 title occasionally. You know, Big 12 title. uh, would be would be good, and uh, they obviously uh, ended up in the Big Twelve uh, championship game versus the Bears this year. Came up short, but uh, Gundy's going to make, golly, what'd you say, seven seven and a half million a year? Goodness gracious! Do you know how much? Um, and I know the answer to this, so don't th- don't look it up or something. Um, do you know off the top of your head though what Venables Brent Venables is going to make? At Oklahoma in his first ever head coaching job,
2: six million, isn't it?
1: Seven, even
2: seven. Okay,
1: pretty sure he's going to make seven million dollars. What pays to go to those big blue bloods? The uh, I remember when when OU was looking at all this stuff, and there was some stuff going on. Somebody came up to me and said, OU doesn't have any money. That gets the big story. OU the. The campus, they're they're they don't they don't they're out of money. Well, they always find the money for the football coach. All right, I know sometimes people say, "Well, it's state school." I mean, they got to pay this, they got to pay that. You know what? LSU's state funding of its uh, of its public school system in the state is awful. I'm talking about Louisiana, awful. Okay, but when it comes to paying Brian Kelly or a head football coach. At the uh, flagship school in the state, you know what? They find a way to do it. They don't say, oh, no, no we can pay you. Our, our schools are in trouble here. We got some We got some issues with our schools. No, they, they always find the money. And the same thing goes for the state school, which is Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State thinks the same way Baylor thinks right now. They think... Well, there's going to be a power vacuum in this conference because OU and Texas are leaving. Who's going to take over? And the Bears and the Pokes are going to vie for that. Okay? I, 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 BYU will not come in hat in hand. BYU, the Mormons will show up, and they will be, they will be ready to knock some heads around. They're not coming in here, hey, we're just, uh, we just want to fit in. No. No. They're coming in, same thing for the University of Houston. They will They will come in and they will be looking to compete in a big way. But that will be an interesting story to watch. Aaron is who feels in, here in a couple of years when our old buddies, the Longhorns and the Sooners are gone, who will kind of step to the plate as the big daddy dog of the of the rest of it? And Baylor? Is going to make it. I mean, Baylor just won a national title in basketball recently, and they won the Big 12 championship in a Sugar Bowl in 12 wins. The Bears are well positioned to be monsters, although the NIL is a scary thing. It really is, because with all that slush money, as Aaron just called it recently, that's hard to compete with. But uh, Baylor's got rich people, too, and the Bears will not back down. All right? All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir?
2: After leading Pittsburgh to its first ACC championship this year, Pat Narduzzi.
1: I know I said that wrong. No, you're fine. Go with that. I think that's fine. Okay.
2: Pat Narduzzi received a contract extension that would make him the longest tenured Panthers coach in nearly a century. The school announced yesterday his contract would run through 2030, according to USA Today. And new details, new uh, financial terms of the New Deal weren't released, but he made $4.8 million going into this season. So I would guess that his raise probably puts him in Brent Venerable's Mike Gundy territory uh, under Narduzzi's direction. Pitt won 11 games last year for the first time since 1981, losing the Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Um, and so he got a very, very long extension. 2030 that's a long time and if things go wrong that's a long time to pay yeah. someone who's not there yeah. not saying they will but you know how things can turn around at programs when they even even after they've had some really successful years
1: some of these programs it's easier for budgets if you just pay them for a long long time and you know what Kansas state's probably hoping is that if Jerome Tang does extremely well, they'd be fine to tear up that contract and do something different. But for now, I mean, if you looked at his contract, two-point, I mean, it's great money, but it's its not like enormous raises up until 2028. They love fixed um, cost or what some of these administrators like to see. And so I, I, I think uh, – I think you're right. I think it's probably a little early to just think. I mean, maybe Pitt just had a great quarterback in Kenny Pickett, and maybe they're not going to be great for a long time. It seems weird to extend somebody for eight years based on one really good season. You know, I wouldn't do it. Now, Baylor just did a long term contract with Dave Aranda based on one really good season. Now, we love Dave, and I think I love the direction of this program, but, um, I mean, They, in a sense, had to do it, uh, I I think, because Mac does a good job keeping coaches happy, but also because um, they had to start talking to Dave Aranda because they were having a great season, and the LSU job opened up uh, very early, I should add. Coach O was was basically pushed out or fired, resigned, whatever, uh, at a very early time. It's like... What was it, like end of October, early November? I mean, it happened in a hurry, so Baylor had to be very proactive. Now, they've been proactive with Scott to a certain extent, but one of the reasons we've never heard of a new contract with Scott Drew is probably because they they know Scott wants to be here and has not shown any inclination to want to be anywhere else. And I would say the last time Scott Drew actually thought about leaving was a job opportunity that came along in like 2000, oh my gosh, eight or nine. Um, and it was Memphis job was open. And Josh Pastor ended up getting that job. but they were very interested in Scott. and at the time, uh, who would that have been? would, that, would it McCall? Yeah, I guess he and McCall would have been in place. Uh, I, I think probably Scott hopefully got a raise out of that, but Scott is just extremely loyal and wants to be at Baylor. I also think Kim wanted to be at Baylor, but but uh, again, we let's not get into that. Every time I bring that up, it opens up a whole other thing. But 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 Scott is not looking elsewhere, and uh, none of these jobs. I mean, I just think Baylor wants to keep Scott. He knows they want to keep him, and he wants to be here. So I think everything's okay in that respect, Aaron. Any others you want to you want to get out there?
2: One more, and this is kind of an update from a story I had a couple of days ago. South Carolina was excited when they hired Lamont Paris out of the uh, head coach of Chattanooga to become their new head coach, replacing Frank Martin, who had been there ten seasons. That excitement is probably turning to panic about now. Devin Carter announced yesterday that he was entering the transfer portal. He is the sixth Gamecock player to enter the transfer portal since Frank Martin got fired. So that's they have lost six players since hiring their new head coach, Lamont Paris, from Chattanooga. And uh, they are five of the top six scorers from last year's team and expect a a couple of them at least, if not all of them, to head to UMass because that's where Frank Martin is now. He has been named the head coach at the University of Massachusetts.
1: Wow. How about that? Old Frank got the bald head going. Don't make any jokes, Aaron, about bald people. Okay? I have myself. I know. I know. <laughs> You'll get slapped. I mean, my gosh, you could you could end up getting slapped by somebody. Uh, although Aaron, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think Aaron's pretty – easygoing about his baldness and has embraced it uh some of the baylor staff members have uh, great bald looks um and uh, uh that's ai uh, don't think anybody's fighting over it or anything like that but that's interesting frank martin uh who is a very imposing looking man i would say as a bald man does not look quite as imposing but oh my gosh, can you imagine playing for him? I would intense. say it, I would say it's a little like playing for Huggins. I just don't. That does not look like a pleasant experience. There are people across the country over the years that I would not have wanted to play for, just because of the way I'm wired. I I mean I I've you know I had tough editors in the newspaper business, and one of those extremely tough uh, editors ended up being a tremendous uh, influence and friend. But still. Like, I, Bob Knight, Frank Martin, Bob Huggins, that just does not seem fun. I'd rather play for a Scott Drew. I mean, he, I'm not saying Scott won't get mad at you sometimes, but he'll also build you back up. I feel like Frank and Huggins and Knight did not put a lot of emphasis on the building back up part of it. Who's the meanest coach in the Big 12 as we speak? Right now, Aaron. That is our question. If you got if you got an answer, you can also weigh in on the text line 254-662-1660. Who is the meanest and I'm, what I'm talking about the most demanding, toughest coach to play for in the Big 12? Just just I mean, I'm talking would drive you up a wall. And I might I might have one that surprises you, Aaron. My answer. Who would your answer be?
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to Think about this for a second because I wouldn't say Huggins. Um, so.
1: No, I you can't say Huggins. I'm sorry, would, I'm I ruling would probably Huggins say out. Bill Self. Mm. And that's not it's not a bad pick. I I think Boynton coaches hard. I think Boynton is in your face at all times. Um, and uh, I, I might go with uh, now. Who knows? What if, Aaron, what if Jerome, what if, we look, what if we wake up and as a head coach, Tang just becomes the meanest guy in the country? I, I don't see that happen. Okay. I don't either, <laughs> but it'd be kind of funny. All right. New staff changes for the Bears. Uh, so just to reiterate, we had Coach Nunes on. He's been promoted to assistant coach. Jared Nunes has been with Baylor now for 12 years. Tweedy Carter, the new player development coach. Uh, and then uh, John Jakus and Alvin Brooks III have been promoted to associate head coaches. And uh, so far, we're getting reports that they have not, they're not acting any differently. Coach Nunes tells us that uh, they have not gotten the big head and that they are uh, are still acting like the same people. All right, so I think that's good and that's—I uh, think we're—I feel good about that—that that they're not, you know, they haven't let it go to their heads at all. This new, all this new money in the promotion—I don't know what the money is, quite honestly—but I'm assuming everybody got huge promotions, big money. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we're going to let you hear a little baseball. Um, uh, John Morris had a chance to talk to uh, Rodrigo. Uh, Steve Rodriguez, and I've been very interested in getting to hear this, and I want our five o'clock audience to get to hear it as well. What's going on? Coach Rodriguez, you got some tough losses. Let's hear from Rodrigo himself next. Listen to
4: ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
7: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball and softball in action at home tonight. We'll give you details. Plus, week 2 for Baylor football spring practice begins today. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
9: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
7: And welcome back, Baylor Baseball and Softball in action at home this evening. The Baseball Bears hosting UT Arlington 630 at Baylor Ballpark on the air at 615, first pitch right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball back from Oklahoma, they are hosting Incarnate Word this evening at Getterman Stadium on the air at 545, first pitch at 6 on 101.3 FM television for both on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus this evening. Today also begins week two for Coach Dave Veranda and Baylor spring football practice, Last week, meeting with the media, quarterbacks coach Sean Bell asked about specifically what are the two top quarterbacks, Gary Bohannon and Blake Shapin, working on in the spring.
12: Yeah, I think I think that's what we talk about every single day is what we're trying to get better that day. And I think Gary's focus right now is being, probably being better. He'll tell you, progressionally. So. What that means is is being able to work through reads and being balanced in his lower half and being consistent when the first read's not there. So that's something we're working on. And um, you know, I think that he's always continued to be a better leader. And I think the, his, that's who Gary is. He wants to be better in all aspects. But that's probably the one thing that our focal point is this spring. And um, you know, I think each one of them we talked about what they have to do to get better. And that, that's probably his biggest point of emphasis right now. What
1: could Blake do to
12: get better? I think Blake, you know, as far as a, a passer, has a lot of natural ability. I think he, he knows just as far as consistency and one. One of the big things I think Blake's uh, improved on and worked on is his leadership, and he went through a, a eight-week leadership training with a lot of other guys, and I think he's learning and growing. and um, It's it's hard being a young guy that's kind of thrust into that role, and uh, he's he's really kind of focused on that. That's one of his goals is to continue to improve as a leader, and so it's not as much physical all the time, especially at the the quarterback position is just as much mental as anything else. And so I think leadership's probably his, his point of emphasis. And when I say, you know, even Gary and Blake, both of them, these are things that they say they need to work on, and I see the same thing.
7: That is Baylor quarterbacks coach Sean Bell talking about the relative strengths of the top two quarterbacks in the room. Baylor football back on the practice field today, expected to be back out Thursday and Saturday. The spring green and gold game scheduled for April 23rd. And that is today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
4: ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas
3: Rangers. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy, windy, and warm this evening with showers and thunderstorms likely overnight. I think our window will be between 2 and 5 a.m. Some of these thunderstorms may produce some strong winds, lows dropping to around 60 degrees, and then clearing skies tomorrow should see lots of sunshine in the afternoon. It'll be windy with a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
0: Coach's Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coach's Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hour is 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big-screen TVs. And don't forget about Coach's Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coach's Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco.
4: The voice of the
6: Bears, John Morris.
4: Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. SPN Radio Sports
8: Center I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The women's NCAA Final Four is set. UConn beat North Carolina State in double overtime 91-87 to and Louisville beat Michigan 62-50. That sets up Louisville and South Carolina and UConn and Stanford in the Final Four on Friday. Dallas Mavericks will host the LA Lakers tonight. LeBron James and Anthony Davis will not play for the Lakers. Baylor softball at home tonight at Gutterman Stadium Incarnate word the opponent at 6 o'clock and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball Back on the diamond tonight at Baylor Ballpark hosting UTA. First pitch at 6 30, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB Beach Volleyball today in Belton with Abilene Christian, and UMHB Baseball at home today versus Southwestern. First pitch at 6 o'clock. Sports Center every
4: 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, you got to watch games like uh, tonight when, uh, in fact, uh, UTA baseball comes to town. I told you that DBU game with Baylor, I'm going to be at the ballpark that night, and in fact, I'm going to do my show from Dallas and uh, get some... Uh, We'll have guests on from Dallas Baptist. We'll have Baylor guests on if we're uh, if we allow to do that. Max is always great about that. So we'll have kind of guests, hopefully from both schools, and um, we'll uh, we'll figure that all out as we get a little closer to it. I do have the starting lineup for Mavericks baseball. Um, Aaron, would you like to know who's batting cleanup tonight for the UTA Mavericks? Sure. Ponce, somebody named Ponce, okay, the first baseman. He's batting uh, cleanup, and then leading off, and playing center field for the UTA Mavericks tonight is Van Voren. Somebody named Van Voren. Watch out, Bears. Watch out. These UTA kids, man, they live for these moments, having a crack at the Bears or having a crack at the Longhorns. You know, Tom knows that. He's done a lot of baseball games. He knows how – Like the Texas State Bobcats of the World, the UTA Mavericks, they live for these moments. Now not so much DBU because they have like big moments every year they do well in the NCAA tournament. But boy, UTA, this would make this would make things go really well for them. All right. I've been kind of monitoring the Baylor situation. I like to get on ESPN plus watch these games. I hate it when they put stuff on like the Oklahoma TV. That makes it harder for me, but uh, that was the case this last weekend. Bears are off to a 2-4 and four start in conference. Uh, John Morris, our own, our own John Morris, the voice of the Bears, had a chance to catch up with Baylor baseball coach Steve Rodriguez, and I wanted to play a little bit of that interview. Here it is now.
7: Let's go down to Baylor ballpark, check in with Baylor head coach Steve Rodriguez. Coach, appreciate your time. How are you today? Doing great, J-Mo. How are you doing? Good, good. How was that? Uh, how was that bus ride home from Oklahoma yesterday?
5: Well, we stopped at Bucky's, so I think Bucky's there making you everything pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was good. We got we got back late last night. Uh, we got a practice. We got a, a lifting schedule today, and then have a practice here in a little bit, and try to get ready for UTA tomorrow very good how uh i've said this to
7: somebody i think it was our life group uh, guys last night but i said if you win if you can only win one game in a series a road series especially uh winning that sunday game boy that just it it just means more almost doesn't it to win on a sunday and makes the ride home a little better
5: well that's probably all it does jmo is makes the ride home a little bit better um (laughs) okay anytime anytime you can win a game on the road is always good um you know, especially, we, we, you know, we felt we had the Saturday game and we just couldn't hold on to it. But our guys came out uh, with great energy on Sunday and were able to just create a lot of fireworks offensively to, to uh, just to give us a great opportunity on Sunday to win, and we did.
7: That was a, a gut punch of a loss on Saturday, wasn't it, to have it play so well and have that lead in the eighth inning?
5: Yeah, it's tough just because mostly we're, we're trying to find guys uh, based on what they've done and what we know about them to – kind of put them in spots where we think they have a good opportunity for success you know and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't right now and so that's what we're trying to trying to get figured out it was interesting because we were we were just talking uh when we were up in OU that um we only have two guys currently on our team who had the opportunity to actually be with us uh when we were actually last in Oklahoma in Norman Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of interesting just to know that how young we are and and a lot of our guys were like, yeah, we never played here just because of the COVID year and everything. So it kind of threw everything all out of whack, but just knowing that, you know, some guys have not been there before was kind of like one of those like eye opening uh, experiences for you, where you're kind of looking like, wow, you know, we're, we think we're older in some capacities, but you know, really compared to a lot of other teams, we're really not yet. That really is eye-opening, and
7: uh, and it does seem like your guys uh, rebounded so well. You know, after that tough loss on Saturday, you got to be pleased with the way they rebounded and hit the ball so well yesterday.
5: Oh, absolutely. You know, when, like last week against TCU, kind of the same thing. I thought we had Saturday. You know, we ended up giving it back. Um, and our guys just hit the ball really well all weekend, and the same thing this past weekend. Um, you know, we're getting it figured out. Our starting pitching is doing just a really good job. we just got to get – Bullpen lined up a little bit better, um, finding some spots for guys. And, you know, we ne- may need to maneuver a few things, but we're going to get it figured out. These guys are doing everything they can to help us win. And uh, it's just a matter of us kind of finding, putting the, the chess pieces in the right spots. right? Now.
7: Yeah, and part of that is uh, is sort of trial and error, isn't it? Uh, hopefully more trial and less error. But like Jake Jackson, who had been starting, uh, used him out of the bullpen and
5: seemed like he responded pretty well. He did, and that's one of the interesting parts of our game Compared to a lot of other sports, is I put a guy out there. uh, If I see something he's doing wrong, you know it's hard. I can't take him out, talk to him, let him settle down, and then put him back in. Like once he's out there, he's out there, and we kind of have to kind of figure it out as we go sometimes, uh, just because of the we just don't have that many guys to be able to run out there. And so some you put guys out there who you thinking this is a good you know spot for him, and you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then you know but Jake Jackson has done a great job. Obviously was a starter moved him into the bullpen, thought we might be able to get more out of him over a weekend um, in that capacity. And he just did a great job for us yesterday. So
7: for home games coming up this week, all non-conference games, uh, UTA tomorrow night, East Tennessee state coming in this weekend. Is this a good week to, I guess, continue that process of trying to find, you know, find guys the right place and
5: the place that fits them best. No, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. We're going to try to find some guys because we don't have a roster limit in regards to what we can what we can actually play on the weekend. So we're going to have some guys go out there just to kind of see if they can give us one out, one inning, and, and try to maneuver some things to see um, if there's a spot for them that might be able to help us on a weekend. Absolutely.
7: Very good. Nice to have those at home also. I mean, uh, you can look, look at the schedule. You have four home games this week.
5: Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, you know, UTA obviously is always very dangerous. Um, you know, and then East Tennessee State, you know, a lot of people don't know much about them, but they've already hit like 35 home runs in 21 games. and uh, they got some really good starting pitching, so we're going to have our work cut out for us this weekend. Um, but our job is just to make sure that we, we kind of get our own house figured out. I'm not worried about everybody else just yet.
7: Yeah, I think Max told me uh, they're 15-5 and five or 16-5, and five, East Tennessee State is, so – that's who's coming in uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Coach Steve Rodriguez, our guest, Baylor baseball head coach. Before we leave the OU series, uh, how about Trey Richardson, his weekend, and especially yesterday, boy, that guy is uh, is hitting the cover
5: off the ball and being very productive for you. Man, I'll tell you what, he hit a ball. Uh, you know, OU has their outfield mark, and it was like 410 feet away, and it hit, I would say, about a foot. Right, right below it going out, uh, right above that sign. And, uh, wow. He, he just hit the ball really, really well. All weekend, this past two weekends, he, he's been swinging the bat really well, been hitting the ball, um, playing really good defense for us. So, like, this is the kid that we actually really expected. Uh, you know, he's catching fire right now, and, that, and that's what we really like, and we kind of knew that was in there. It was just a matter of when he was going to catch fire, and it's good. It's a good timing for him right now. Yeah, that's fun
7: to see. He's the middle guy, sort of at second base. Of uh, all these double plays, you guys are turning. What, what, how do you explain that? I mean, you're you're almost leading the world in double plays turned this year.
5: <laughs> well, that's. I mean, we we practice defense a lot, and it's for that very reason. I I never want to let three outs, you know, get out of the, you know, lead the inning. And so, anytime we can get a double play, we got to make sure we can turn it. And so that's something that we we work pretty hard on throughout the fall and into the spring. And and during the season just to make sure our infielders uh, have really good feel, have a good understanding, have good footwork, and just making sure that the pitchers know anytime they get a ground ball that it has a great opportunity to be turned. Very good. Well, they're
7: doing that. They are uh, not missing those opportunities, uh, hardly any at all. Uh, all right, we appreciate uh, the visit. Thanks very much. Look forward to the week ahead. Uh, one final question. Are you, uh, you clean-shaven these days?
5: Um, I am not. Believe not? It or not uh not? I'm not. No, but it takes nine days. Uh, yeah? Nine days to kind of to grow back. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I usually do it a couple times a year. Um, chances are you usually don't see it, whether it's right after duck season or in the summer during recruiting. Uh, but just, yeah, just to kind of give the face a break, just to make sure the sun uh, can actually see it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> make sure I don't have any funky tan lines on your face. Uh, so uh-huh. That was a big thing, but but yeah, just to kind of give a little break. No no big uh, everybody was thinking we're well, trying to change something up. I was like, No. Nope. Right. It was just itching one day and the wife just goes, Hey, why don't you just go cut it? And I was like, Okay, you know, I have no <laughs> no ties to facial hair. it doesn't bother
1: me one day. <laughs> all right, all right. We got we got sort of an answer there on the facial hair of Coach Rodriguez. Um, I found that really intriguing. What what he wants to do with this East Tennessee state um, Aaron, that's sixteen and five apparently, and uh, hitting a bunch of home runs. What do they say? Thirty-five home runs? My goodness! Is this the most powerful team in the in the in the country? This East Tennessee State team coming in. I, I do think it's great what he said to use this weekend to get folks out there and put them in some interesting spots. Whether that's get me one out, whether that's give me some long relief, whatever that is you i think the break's okay but sometimes you want to get right back on the mound and play again but this is a problem with two straight weekends they uh because of uh uh, some some bullpen stuff they 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 lost the opportunity to start four and two in conference they really should be four and two and um and and it's it just it's it's one of the great things about baseball. It's one of the gut-wrenching things about it. You can play great, you can hit great, and then one guy can go out there and struggle, and it throws everything off. But again, everybody can do their part and help out. And sometimes uh, you just need to put more runs on. Sometimes you need a little more uh, so support or um, or. But but this this those were two really really tough losses recently, and uh, uh, interesting how they're going to approach this series. I like it i'll be kind of observing that, and then i'll be ready to see that following week i'm going to do that show live show from dallas baptist University and we'll uh those folks have been incredible to me over the last year or so and, and have spent a lot of time with them over at dbu they'll uh they'll have the uh, they'll have things ready for us and uh, Aaron, the only thing is I think they think i'm bringing over a lot of equipment they don't understand I just have a little I just have a little app I use on the phone, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it'll be fun, and we'll hold up, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see what the, the what that atmosphere is like over there. We'll have some fun with it. That'll be next. What is it, Aaron? Tuesday? Most of all these midweek games, I believe so, yeah. are on Tuesday, and I think that falls on like April third or fourth or whatever. But uh, we'll uh, we'll be in place for that. All right, it is time now um, for the dismount. We have to say. Good night to you, and uh, got a little breaking news, got a couple things I want to share with you as we, uh, as we say goodbye for the evening that is next.
3: 8302.
2: Your home for Baylor
4: baseball is ESPN Central Texas. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio
8: Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The women's NCAA Final Four is set. UConn beat North Carolina State in double overtime 91-87 to and Louisville beat Michigan 62-50. That sets up Louisville and South Carolina and UConn and Stanford in the Final Four on Friday. Dallas Mavericks will host the LA Lakers tonight. LeBron James and Anthony Davis will not play for the Lakers. Baylor softball at home tonight at Gutterman Stadium. Incarnate Word, the opponent at 6 o'clock and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball back on the diamond tonight at Baylor Ballpark hosting UTA. First pitch at 6.30 and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB beats volleyball today in Belton with Abilene Christian and UMHB baseball at home today versus Southwestern. First pitch at 6 o'clock.
4: Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is time for the Dismount. We say good night to you, and uh, we hope you have a great evening and uh, prepare for some baseball, Baylor baseball, right here on, uh, on this station, ESPN Central Texas. See how the Bears perform with that Tuesday game it's like clockwork it always happens watch out for UTA they do they will always hit it around a little bit have some good bats and uh, it's pretty good pitching and they've produced uh, quite a bit of a uh, uh, minor and major league talent uh, over the years same with DBU that one's coming up next Tuesday so some fun uh, midweek games coming up and then uh, not a bad I know people are like why is Baylor you know not playing a conference team well Schedules uh, are just different, and uh, every once in a while you have a uh, a non-conference series in the middle of the season, and they'll square off with East Tennessee State. See how that thing goes. Great to hear from Coach Rodriguez. Again, the news today, uh, men's basketball, and I just saw Jerome Tang reach out to uh, to Jared Nunes and uh, Nunes, who was on with us earlier today to uh, congratulate him coach Brooks coach Jakus have been uh, promoted to associate head coach Uh, coach Nunes is now has an on-court role and then uh, Tweedy Carter will join the staff in in terms of player development and Tweedy is one of the all-time greatest leaders in the history of Baylor basketball so Baylor's in good hands I will miss Jerome Tang We'll miss him in a big way. And uh, Jerome was as good as they get. But uh, to keep Coach Jacobs, Coach Brooks, Coach Nunes now uh, promoted, uh, this, is all, this is all great stuff and stuff we can be proud of. And then to get Tweety Carter back in the program, uh, and then Coach A.D., uh, Coach Melhatra does such a tremendous job for the Bears, and uh, he is, uh, he's really, really good, does some great recruiting work and is just uh, highly, highly respected in what he does with this program. And a lot of people look to him, uh, ops. I mean, just every, he, he does all sorts of stuff, okay? And uh, he's just in charge of a ton of things for the staff. So uh, it's a good day for the Baylor staff and, and to bring in a tremendous young uh, talent in Tweedy Carter. Great player and hopefully going to be a great coach as well. Uh, Tweedy's been hanging around the program for a long time and uh, went over I think played some uh, foreign ball but Tweedy's as good as they come and a tremendous guy tremendous person and so it'll be great to have him around the program all right Baylor baseball coming up next got a lot planned for you tomorrow as the excitement continues pro day is tomorrow Baylor pro day get excited we'll talk to you tomorrow at four o'clock
4: this is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
7: It's time for a check of Big 12 Basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, it's left up to the Kansas Jayhawks to fly the Big 12 banner, heading into the Final Four this weekend in New Orleans. We'll have details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Baylor, Scott & White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Tad and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedics.